uh, seeking the kingdom of god that's amazing um because we 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 see that john the disciple uh he was actually put on to a boiling oil like trying to fry him to kill him but nothing happened to him that's when they took him and put him in the patmos deep the island of patmos patmos yeah, he got yeah. all the revelation um yeah. so see the same kind of stuff happening right now in front of us promises we have the same kingdom of god allow uh, alive and the same holy spirit alive for us to tap into so praise the lord praise lord so always remember angels are always protecting we it doesn't make any sense by logical sense no we go by faith when you seek the kingdom of god god will take care of the rest it doesn't mean that nothing no trouble will come to you but the troubles will come to you but god will make sure you go through the trouble unharmed the outcome will be a blessing now it's a blessing and it's a it's glorifying the word glorifying the name of god you want to so uh, that's something happened last week there are many uh, let's continue i think everyone is joined so remember what do you remember what we discussed last week ji was where did where did uh, abraham meet jesus that was a homework what did we yeah. discuss in the session we talked about that uh, the crossing the river the, the, uh, the crossing the river facing the kingdom of darkness right the pillar of fire and the pillar of cloud which we are protecting pillar of cloud pillar of fire then the angel of the lord who is jesus lord, himself yes jesus holy spirit the word of god following them allowing them to facing the kingdom of darkness yeah. right yes And specifically we learned the strategy right we were supposed to stand in a land claim authority yeah. face the darkness walk in faith so it was a good session led by holy spirit it was yes that was great session yeah so today we will be looking at something else from the old testament we are for some reason god is asking us to sort of and learn things so yeah how about the homework yeah yes yes we are eager to know this yeah so every answer was great i mean all of them are like word of god but then somebody pointed the w is small letter etc etc so we are looking for christ in the old testament so let's read from it genesis 14 17 to 24 read very slowly pay close attention because milky sadek is our character there okay 14 17 to 24 and the kingdom of sodom went out to meet him at the valley of shebe that is the king king's valley after his return from the defeat of chedor lamo and the kings who were with him abraham and Mel- melchizedek then melchizedek king of salem brought out bread and wine he was the priest of god most high and he blessed him and said blessed be abraham of god most high possessor of heaven and earth and blessed be god most high who has delivered your enemies into your hand and he gave him matit of all now the kingdom of sodom said to abram give me the persons and take the goods for yourself and abram said to the king of sodom 
I have raised my hand to the Lord, God most high, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will take nothing from a thread to a sandal strap, and that I will not take anything that is yours, lest you should say, I have made Abram rich, except only. So let's read again. And Melchizedek, okay, so Melchizedek, this character, it's happening in the Old Testament. So do you know who was a priest in Israel, the tribe? There are many tribes, right? Which tribe? Levi. 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 And who was the first priest? So this is the time of Abraham. So is there any priesthood at this point? Levites doesn't exist. The tribe of Israel haven't come yet. Abraham, uh, to give you the context, the Lord, Abraham's nephew was um, taken by an enemy and they went and defeated and they're coming back after victorious. And then this mysterious character appears before Abraham. And his name is Melchizedek, king of Salem. Have you heard anything about Salem in New Testament? Jerusalem? Yeah. Salem means peace. Shalom. Right? Shalom. Yes. Let's keep that. He's a, first of all, he's a king of Salem. So he's a king. Then he is bringing bread and wine. Remember that. Bread and wine. And then he's saying, it's mentioned, he's a priest. So he's a king and he's a priest. So there was no priesthood at that point at all. God hasn't established any priesthood. But Bible mentions specifically he was a priest. And he was a priest of who? Was he a priest of some Gentile god, some Egyptian god, some Baal? No. God most high. Most high God. It's very mysterious. Who is this person? He's a king. He's a priest. He has bread and wine in his hand. He is a king of peace, Shalom, Salem, prince of peace, I would say. And then this mysterious figure is blessing who? And he blessed Abraham and said, Blessed be Abraham of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be the Most God, which has delivered thine enemies into thy hand. And he gives him tithes to all. So Abraham is giving tied to this king, this priest king. So who is greater here, Abraham or the king, the, the Melchizedek? The king Melchizedek. So Abraham was the first man called by God to bring out the Israel out of him or the descendants, but this is a very mysterious figure appearing where Abraham himself is paying homage to. Abraham knows the most high God and he will never ever honor other God. Right? That he was a father of faith. So definitely this is not a, maybe this is a human person, right? He is a king. Maybe the Salem, Jerusalem, etc. Some country named Salem, etc. And he happens to be the priest also. But the mysterious thing is it's mentioned he is a priest of the Most High God. Let's keep all this on our mind. And then is there any other place Melchizedek is mentioned in the Bible? Hebrews. Hebrews. Yeah. Let's go in the Old Testament. Uh, I think Elisha 
No, let's go to Sam 1104. Sam 110, verse 4. The Lord has won. Uh, is it Sam 110, verse 4? Yes. Yeah. The Lord has won and will not relent. You are a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. Well, let's read Psalm 110 from the beginning. The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. The Lord shall send the rod of your strength out of Zion. Rule in the midst of your enemies. Your people shall be volunteers in the day of your power, in the beauties of holiness from the womb of the morning. You have the dew of your youth. The Lord has sworn and will not relent. You are a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. This is, Lord, yeah, this is written by David, King David. So he's saying, the Lord said to my Lord. So Big L and small L. Yeah, so David is saying, my God told to the Lord that I will make you sit at my right hand. Who is sitting at the right hand? Jesus. Jesus. So then he says that your enemies will be footstool and you are after the order of Melchizedek. So he is not after the order of Aaron or any other priesthood. This priest is he's also so listen how David is telling is a lord. Lord means somebody having authority, like a king. King is a lord. Then again says, though are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. So he's a king, he's a priest, his name is, is after the order of Melchizedek. He will sit at the right hand. So now more and more context is built into this Melchizedek figure. And out of this, then when we come back to the New Testament where St. Paul, who was an expert in the entire Old Testament literature, even the books outside the Old Testament, there are a lot of rabbinic literature books out there, like Enoch 2, there are other Qumran scrolls, Dead Sea scrolls, all that. He knew much more than what we know right now in the Old Testament. So he came back and said what in Hebrews? Let's read that. Hebrews 7, you're talking about now? Yes. This king Melchizedek of Salem, priest of the Most High God, met Abraham as he was returning from defeating the kings and blessed him. And that we read already, right? We read that in yeah. Genesis. So exactly. we'll find out this from the Genesis. He knows he's just repeating the same thing. He's a king. He's a priest of the Most High. He came back and met Abraham. Okay, keep going. And, and to him, Abraham apportioned one-tenth of everything. His name in the first place means king of righteousness. Next, he's also king of Salem. Right now, St. Paul is adding something else. King of righteousness. That was never mentioned in the Old Testament, which we have. But St. Paul, by revelation, knew this was a king of righteousness as well. Yeah. Yeah. Next, he's also king of Salem. That is king of peace. Mm -hmm. Without father, without mother, without genealogy. Having See, now it's getting interesting. This Melchizedek doesn't have father, doesn't have mother without any genealogy having Cut. neither beginning of the days not end of life 
is but alpha he, and omega but Greek. resembling the son of god he is like the son of god forever he will live forever eternally he will be there so it's pretty who is with the father without father and mother is begotten son of god jesus christ is prince of peace he is our righteousness he he will be there eternally right he and also in the old testament pretty clear now this is jesus prefigure of jesus or let's say foreshadow of jesus so in hebrews 7 st paul then talk about how uh, he is he's trying to establish the priesthood of christ saying that he is after melchizedek not through levites etc uh, we don't want to go there but we understood that melchizedek most probably will be a priest of jesus christ himself so let's read this chapter uh, john chapter 8 54 to 59 john chapter 8 54 to 59 Jesus answered If I honor myself my honor is nothing it is my father who honors me of whom you say that he is your god yet you have not known him but I know him and if I say I do not know him I shall be a liar like you but I do not know him and keep his word your father abraham rejoiced to see my day and he saw it and was glad see jesus is saying abraham was rejoicing at that day when he saw melchizedek and he saw it and he was glad so another place jesus himself declared i was before abraham he wanted to show me so this is exactly what we saw in genesis 14 right abraham offered tithes to melchizedek yes now Melchizedek was a king and a priest of Salem. He is a king and a priest. In Old Testament, usually you can either be a king or you can be a priest. You cannot be a king and priest together. Right? David, Solomon, they were kings, and but the priests were Levites, Aaron and um, his descendants. But this is special, king and priest. In the New Testament, Jesus will be both king and priest of Jerusalem. Right? Uh, he was a king, king of kings, as well as he is our high priest. So definitely this is pointing to Lord Jesus Christ. And then Melchizedek offered what to Abraham? Bread and wine. And wine. That's our communion, right? We read that mm-hmm. about John 6.33 or Luke 22.19. John um, 6.55 actually. Jesus offered his blood and bread uh, as right. well, Abraham's offspring. Abraham's offspring in the sense by faith we are Abraham's offspring. We are not genealogically into the jewish community but how do we attain everything promised to the blood, uh, abraham by faith in jesus christ we spiritually become abraham's children so the same thing melchizedek gave it to abraham in the same way jesus gave it to abraham's descendants in spiritual faith then melchizedek uh, was greater than abraham for, for sure because he was being honored by abraham uh, if you read John 6 John 8:58 Jesus said to them Most assuredly I say to you before Abraham was I am then they took a- before Abraham I am 
that's more like a grammatical mistake right i am there before abraham he didn't say that he said before abraham i am does that sound familiar anywhere else yeah he, i am who i am yeah so there you can see his divinity jesus kind of kind of saying i am before abraham i am so we definitely know abraham melchizedek was higher greater than abraham that's why offered he offered the tithe then melchizedek blessed abraham only god can bless so same way we uh, we know that jesus blessed, blessed all of us abraham was blessed by messiah john 8:56 the same thing um then the name of name for jerusalem is peace or salem same thing prince of peace isaiah 9:6 is a prophecy he will be called prince of peace the messiah will come and he will be called prince of peace that's a fulfillment in jesus christ um then what is a king of righteousness christ is our king of righteousness another interesting thing is uh, Isaac was not of the tribe of Levi. Uh, if you read uh, Genesis forty nine ten, Jesus is tribe of. Do you know which tribe Jesus was? Judah. 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 Also not from the tribe of Levi. Um, there is no beginning and end. Or an alpha and omega, according to Saint Paul, he is eternal. Psalm one ten four. We read that he will be an eternal. He is from the very beginning. He doesn't have any end either. Then received tithes from Levi, the person of Abraham. um so we are supposed to give our life back in new old testament it was like one by 10th but in the new testament we are purchased by the blood and body of lord jesus christ so we belong we belong completely to him there's no 10% in new testament we're like 100% we have to give our life completely to him and then everything else will be added so that's a, those are pretty interesting facts about melchizedek so uh, i will also mention a couple of more points outside the bible you know what happened in um, do, have you heard about dead sea scrolls yes dead yes. sea scrolls yes. yes yeah so in our uh, time there was this excavation or not excavation they found certain old heave rolls from the dead sea site basically they were used by this particular sect of judaism um and until then we didn't have a proof this was the oldest living documentation the oldest in history and that proved a lot of stuff this is not christian documents this is from the jewish people who lived some kind of monastic life um they were trying to hide all the knowledge they had and they had separate they were more like a community um while when jesus came the jewish people uh, sadducees and pharisees they were kind of being very religious men ignoring the actual spirituality and all but this is a sect which kept that spirituality they they separated from them and they were living in the mountains and all that so they hid all this knowledge uh, and dead sea scrolls became a great historical moment for in their christianity even for jewish culture because one of the dead sea scrolls mentions about this melchizedek figure and that's more interesting i'll read it from that scroll so this is the dead sea scroll when they got it uh, archaeological department they marked it with the different names 11q13 if anyone is interested to read that uh, 11q13 in column 
I mean, this is never not like a wholly inspired, but just for the context I'm giving. This is what Jewish people believed at that, or at least the sect who had more enlightenment than others. And even if you look at St. Paul, he seems to have extra knowledge what is not in our Old Testament. So at that point, they did possess extra knowledge, which we don't know, but at least in the Dead Sea Scroll 11Q3, it's mentioned, in this year of Jubilee, you shall return every one of you of your property. Did we read about the Jubilee year? Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. This was a prefigure of what? The kingdom of God, right? That's the time when everyone will be set free, more like a reset button when everything is, all the bondage, all the slavery is all gone. But in Red Sea Scroll, they mention, Melchizedek will appear to proclaim the Jubilee to the captives. So it's very interesting. Melchizedek is the one who brings what? Day of atonement is what they are saying. And it is also mentioned in the year of Melchizedek's favor. Who brought the kingdom of God? Jesus. Jesus Christ. So even this gives more context. And this is not just for reference purpose. It's interesting to read the Red Sea Scrolls. Yeah, so all this points us to the beauty of our Bible, beauty of our Old Testament, the hidden secrets in there. And this Melchizedek, this Alpha and Omega, the King of Salem, King of Righteousness, is right now inside each one of us. So we are not reading about some historical book. We are talking about the person who did everything in his capability, even to death, so that I and you will be alive in the spiritual world. I and you will be in the year of the most high, in the year of uh, the jubilee, that our debts will be cancelled, our, our slavery will be ended, our suffering will be ended, and we will walk like kingdom warriors, where we will rebuild the ruins. We will regain what the enemy has stolen. We will set the captives free. And our own mind, we will set free. We will fight against every stronghold facing the darkness, right? And then fighting with Holy Spirit and the angel of the Lord, who is Jesus Christ himself. The pillar of light and pillar of cloud is with us. And all other angelic realm, the two by third of angels are with us. But unfortunately, the whole Christendom seems to be sleeping on these facts. And God has chosen us to be in this three or four sessions. We have learned more truths than 99% of Christians know in this world. But the question would be, what are we going to do with these revelations? Are we going to enjoy the revelations and maybe we can preach about it, be glad that it's been given to us? Maybe our faith will be boosted up, but what are we going to be in the kingdom of God? Are we going to be kingdom warriors? Did, did, did these secrets, if we figured out this much, what if we spend more time? What if we spend years on the Old Testament? Uh, what if we spend more time on the kingdom of God and understand, isn't it necessary for us to have this revelation and change our life accordingly? It's a question we should be asking. We don't want to be like PhDs in Old Testament. We don't want to be like great lecturers or preachers for that matter. The reason why we look into Bible is to figure out Jesus Christ and be like Jesus Christ. Bible is like a mirror. It tells you who you are. It doesn't tell you that you are a sinner. It tells you that you are formed in the image of God. You are being liberated. 
you, you it says that the lord jesus face shines upon you you are more than a conqueror you are the kingdom ambassador you are the child of god you are a citizen of heaven you are being born again and when you proclaim the kingdom of god the kingdom of darkness will flee you will face the kingdom of darkness and you'll make it destroy and demolish every stronghold in our life first and then we will help others to get into the kingdom of god it is that kind of serious matter the god is teaching us kingdom principle because he is wishing he is looking forward to the days when we will take this mantle upon us and when we march forward to the gates of hell but the response is up to me it's up to you what are we going to do with this revelation just like the 12 disciple received the same teaching from jesus christ one decided to destroy it and we know what happened to him we also have the god doesn't prevent his free will same way we have also free will we can we have to choose and this will be based on how we react to it or respond to it our life will be a blessing we can receive a blessing or we can be a blessing to many i would choose the latter to be a blessing to be many let's go back into the new testament we'll go at um, we were looking at many dis- different parables of the kingdom so matthew chapter which chapter do we have most parables mm-hmm. okay. matthew chapter king parables of kingdom Matthew okay. Easy. Don't lose focus. Always 13. go to fresh Matthew, Matthew 13. 13. Okay. Yeah. Matthew 13, Jesus himself said, the disciples come and ask, why are you talking in parables uh, to others? And he talked directly to us. So Jesus says, what did he, Jesus say? Why is he saying parables? Uh, Because we will not understand. The knowledge, the stories. Um, what was the right words the exact sentence jesus said there the kingdom of god is declared to you is mm-hmm. is told to you who will you will indeed listen but never understand mhm find out 13 yeah and you will look indeed look but never perceive for this people's heart has grown dull mm-hmm. and their ears have ears are hard of hearing and they have shut their eyes so that they might not look with Maybe their eyes let me read a little bit about i mean this is after what he's said right can you read from the beginning beginning then the disciples came and asked him why hmm. do you speak to them in parables right this is a question why do you why did jesus speak in parables he answered to you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven but to them it is not been given okay so from to- this statement what do we understand every parable jesus said is for what to reveal the secrets of the, the kingdom, kingdom of, of god heaven. kingdom of god heaven or kingdom of god so now we were looking for parables we were now jesus is stating that every single parable he has mentioned is about secrets the secrets which will reveal certain things about the kingdom of god and you to you the gift to figure out the secret is given which means there's a key to the secret 
anyone can can any, anyone guess what is the secret jesus no holy spirit holy spirit holy spirit because the author himself will reveal so unless holy spirit reveals to you the truth you will never understand the real truth the secret is about what yes truth is hidden that's the secret who will reveal the truth the holy holy spirit so uh, disciples had it and we have it too so let's look at the parables we were looking at few parables let's look at the parable of east can anyone tell the parable of east about the kingdom of god he told them another parable the kingdom of heaven is like east that a woman took and mixed it in with three measures of flour until all of it was leavened right what do we understand from this let's see the, let's try to figure out the secret that when you put yeast it becomes double yeah. the size <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's like 60 pounds the three measures are i think 60 pounds this is a very big and it also talks about who is putting the yeast okay. very specifically there mm-hmm. right a woman Okay. do we know what's the purpose of yeast what i mean in our days what do we use yeast for we use it for the ferment fermentation 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 here now we use it for appam i don't know if you like appam yes we also use it italy you put yeast okay yeah no we do it yeah okay we say sanna sanna we say sanna right Yeah, uh, even for a bread, even for the bread, they use these. Bread, right? yeah, yes, yeah. and it also used for another thing. What alcohol? Yes, yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. I saw it in Jack Daniels. Yeah, fermentation. Ah, see, <laughs> <Very> fermentation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know all the bad side of it, right? Although the other side we know, but here Jesus specifically saying it's about a bread, not the alcohol side. if you then you have to we have information technology right now right so you can google it how does yeast make how you ever thought about this how does yeast make um, this bread it multiplies you know ah who is that some some Okay. Yeah. So yeast. So think about it. It's interesting. So if you read about the chemical, it's a chemical reaction, right? Yeah. Basically, yeah. breaks down glucose to make carbon dioxide, and then carbon dioxide will release and low cooling. Ah, will make the bread or whatever you're making. Mm-hmm. Carbon dioxide. Yeah. I think it, it's different uh, when you when you do the the alcohol stuff. It's different reaction. I don't think it's carbon dioxide and alcohol. It produces the what other ethanol or something like that. Yeah, anyway. compound is different right so what's different between the dow and east what what's the difference between dow dow yeah. and east um, so we have to take three measures of dow like 60 pounds of uh, dow or a wheat flour or whatever flour you putting you can't dough, ca- dough cannot make itself right. into a ye- it cannot form the end product it's just one product it's just but, a complex no, no. yes but mm-hmm. what is yeast yeast is, is like the agent which uh, makes it uh, forming well it's yeah what's the basic difference between 
Floor and east. Now and east. Flow is not living per se. Yeast is a living thing. Exactly. A yeast is a living thing. And ne next time when you hold a yeast, remember that you're holding some living thing in your hand. Yeah. Right? It doesn't move. So we think it's just like dog. But it is actually a living being. And the way it works is it multiplies in, in the Tao. Mm -hmm. Did anyone have this experience that when some person mixes a Tao with yeast, it will be bigger portion and some people, when, when we make it, when they make it, it's not that great. I don't know if you have that. Yes. It rises. Yeah. <laughs> it rises person to person, right? They, you might be mixing yeah. the same amount of yeast and bow, but it's different. They call it like some kind of blessing, right? In Malayalam, we call it kaipurnya, which means a blessing of your hand. So if my wife makes it, it's bigger. If my mom makes it, it's not, not. So they they fight with each other that I'm more blessed. But it's interesting. Um, like it's the same amount. What happens if you put the dough and yeast mixed and put it in oven for... in and will it make a will it expand in yeah. oven 50 degrees 200 degree put in the oven and overnight what happens they will die the yeast will die the yeast will die yeah. now will not expand so we need the right conditions for the yeast to multiply and grow and make this dough a bread the bread is for what for eating for for others right uh, for bless is a blessing so who is the living bread or bread of life? Jesus. Jesus Christ. So now God is saying, kingdom of God is more like yeast mixed with Tao. Tao is dead or not living. And yeast is living. And yeast, the way yeast is going to make Tao a blessing or something edible is by working with each and every uh, particle of this Tao in the right conditions. And depending on the conditions, it can grow and make it faster or it may not even happen. The mm -hmm. fact that yeast is there won't help unless the conditions are met properly. And it will take different, I mean, it, the, for each person is different. Ultimately, the living being will convert this dead thing into something edible. So now can you relate it to the spiritual realm? Holy Spirit. Who is the sleeping? Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is East. Mixed with uh, the dead. That's us. Dead us. Our body is dead in sin. Right? So yes. kingdom of God is like Holy Spirit inside us. So this is a secret. If you read about bread and stuff, you will only understand. The secret ingredient. Yeah, the secret ingredient. So now what is he turning into? Like a living? It's a bread. Who is the bread? Jesus Christ. So yes. Holy Spirit will work with me in and according to the conditions I provide for Holy Spirit to work in me. If I, if I provide the right condition for this yeast to multiply in me each day, it will take some time. It's not like instant, right? Even if yes. the instant yeast stays there, I mean, we want instant yeast, but not going to happen. It's going to be based on how you work with Holy Spirit on a daily basis. You are dead person, your dead body, uh, which is spiritually dead. After the spiritual death happened, when Adam and Eve disobeyed, they will be dead, right? When you eat from the fruit of forbidden mystery, fruit, mystery. Fruit of life. When will, uh, what was the command? 
if you eat from the tree of knowledge no i want a tree tree's name tree of knowledge tree of wisdom knowledge the tree, tree of, of life now tree of wisdom and jesus christ and tree, tree of, of the knowledge of the right and wrong yeah. right that moment they will die which means they were not eating from the tree of life so same way when we had a spiritual everyone who is born from adam is spiritually dead remember they didn't die the moment they ate what happened is they said we are naked which means the glory of god which was covering them was gone the spiritual connection with god is gone the holy spirit who was enlightening them even the glory he couldn't i mean if in the visions you will see like if you have seen jesus you know you can't see his face you know that he is jesus but the glory cloud or glory that glorious light will be covering them that's all gone and that's why they felt naked and ashamed they were spiritually dead at that moment but physical that came followed later so spiritually every human being is spiritually dead when they are born that spiritual death lives in us we are not able to so uh, by professing by doing the baptism this yeast is put into us but will putting an yeast into us because we will we become a blessing to others will we become a living bread like jesus christ not yet we have we all have holy spirit based on how we allowed the conditions to nurture this yeast inside us based on how much we allowed it to multiply and react and change our behavior right it's not just being there it won't help we need to let our nature to be changed to something else then we will be like jesus we will be we will be christ be christ right we will be christ and paul said i am no longer live but christ, christ lives, lives in me. so what's the purpose of holy spirit for us to be christ yes we christ like christ not christ like we will oh, be christ. Christ. we will be christ not christ like we are not going to imitate what jesus did we yes. cannot we cannot do that but instead christ will grow in me and overtake me and everything christ will do i will just sit and watch so there's a big difference st paul didn't say that i became like christ he said i no longer live but christ lives christ in me he continuously come back and said i will continue to pray and i will continue to preach so that christ will be rebuilt in you because he was mad at corinthians when they said you started in spirit now you are again in the flesh now i have to restart everything so see this quenching the spirit you can quench the east that's a little different from the normal living right once you convert it you cannot put it back but in our spiritual life you can we may work with holy spirit and you may become a blessing let's say 20 percentage but you can go back if you are sinning again if you are killing the east so let's figure out from this understanding are we killing or quenching the holy spirit inside us do we have an environment in our body am i providing an atmosphere or an environment a habitat in my body where holy spirit can thrive that's all we need to make sure we don't need to change ourselves the east will change the the, the dead dog a living bread you don't need to try to be good you just need to let holy spirit enlarge and thrive in us and he will change 
anybody who is in Christ is a new creation. So we want to be that new creation. That's what we are called for. So we'll just like that. Um, so that parable is pretty interesting. So if you want to read about East, how this happened, the carbon dioxide, so it's pretty interesting. Um, so every parable, I mean, we have so much information. Every information is from God, science, everything. So the more you read about it, the more exciting it is. But there's another one. Okay, this is a homework. This time will be interesting. Uh, go figure out how a caterpillar becomes a butterfly. Okay. Read as much about it and come back with homework. We'll figure out. Uh, there's no parable about it, but every everything in nature is a parable in itself. It tells kingdom secrets. In Romans chapter 1, it says God's nature and his peculiarity is embedded into every single natural creation. So there is no excuse for others to say, oh, we never read Bible. But you can read the nature and figure out God. So it will be interesting. We'll go figure out the interesting stuff in caterpillar being butterfly. Go as much as scientifically uh, as much as you can. It's pretty interesting. So that's a homework. No Bible homework, but we'll go to nature this time. So that's pretty much we'll... As a category. Hmm? Nothing, nothing. Okay. So let's pray. Um, we have 15 minutes. We were discussing a lot of theory. Uh, we were asking, we were asked by Holy Spirit to face the darkness, face the kingdom of darkness and declare. So let's do the practical stuff. So if you guys are ready for this kingdom, I'm, I'm, I know that we are already having intercession for all of us. So today we are going to target uh, sicknesses and the strongholds in the mind. So you should not be praying for anybody else in your family. You should be praying only for you. Most of the time we feel like praying for us is something, some kind of selfish thing. Yeah. But that's not how it is. It's more like and when you do the air travel, right? When you travel in an airplane, they will say, if the ocean mass comes down, what should a mother do? She has to put it and then attend to the child. Why? That's, that's being very selfish. The mom not taking care of the child. Right? So the same analogy. Unless we are equipped in the kingdom worship as a kingdom warrior, we will not be able to help others. In the spiritual matter, we need to be led by the Holy Spirit, and then we will be able to take care of others. So let's fight today only for our own benefit. So pray a few things. One, um, whatever you don't want in the past, declare it being destroyed by the blood of Jesus Christ. So all the sins, we, need, we don't forgive ourselves. We need to forgive ourselves for the past mistake. Today morning I had a confession and then I feel so good. But still, uh, that sins are haunting me. So God was telling me, like, I for, forget it already. I forgive you. You should also do the same. Stop thinking about all stuff. It is all done with. Now, of course, God forget it. But there is one entity which won't forget it. Who is that? Yeah. The kingdom of darkness or yeah. Satan. What's the meaning of Satan? Kingdom of darkness. So the uh, Satan, uh, the fallen it, angel. No, the actual meaning of the Is word. In, no, those are all yeah, different names. But each name, remember the name shows the character, right? 
been mentioned about how name should be interpreted in jesus name when we say that means the character the authority of lord jesus christ the passion he endured and the way he delivered he is a melchizedek he is prince of peace all that is embodied in his name um so what is satan mean accuser the accuser the accuser of the brethren which means he accuses people of the things they did he keep accusing you about the old stuff over that day or remember that one moment when that person used certain languages or did something to you and then how you felt you should never forgive him how can he do that all that all this past is brought into attention by the accuser so remember the thoughts in our head is not always ours it can be from the holy spirit it can be from the kingdom of darkness or it can be a neutral thought from us so these kind of thoughts when when which comes back and tortures us from the past is from the kingdom of darkness we should attack it and also the same thing for the future the king the fear the worries about the our kids all that because jesus christ said do not worry about tomorrow that's a commandment if you are breaking the commandment it's a sin so he is by breaking making it sin which means it doesn't mean god is angry at us today uh, the priest in the confession told me a very good um, definition for sin he said sin is when you lose the sight to sight of eternity when we lose sight of eternity when we fo- our focus is gone from eternity then we will sin that's exactly what happens when you sin our mindset is moved out of eternity mindset is gone from the kingdom of god then we then it gives loopholes for kingdom of darkness to in, uh, attack our mind in other areas so future if you are worrying about future if you are worried about the kids future all that is giving opportunity for the kingdom of darkness so that's why we should stop we should definitely work towards the future but never worry about it tomorrow we have god we don't need to know what's tomorrow we don't even need to go before behind raji brother to figure out a prophetic encounter or prophetic things in the future once we know prophets prophecy you don't really need faith we need less faith to there but even greater is the one who doesn't even ask prophecy and have faith in god that he will take care of what's needed right we all were worried about future sometimes i feel like people want prophecy answers because they are worried about the future because they don't trust god enough um it's just my opinion but if you trust god enough if there's anything in the future you need to know god will come and give it to your attention even if you don't run behind an anointed brother somebody will come up to you and say you will be getting this because of our faith So remember we are going to pray we are praying use the weapons what are the weapons we looked at few weapons yeah word of god who is going to fight holy spirit yeah holy spirit is going to fight what should we do we should we should put ourselves the armor of god which means yeah we should hide ourselves under the christ Yes, the precious blood of Jesus. Yes, first of all, war is happening in our mind. That means this armor should be a mindset. A mindset which means I'm 
thinking about few things I know about Christ. He has rescued me and then I'm going to put my salvation helmet, which means I'm thinking of certain things in the Bible, which reminds me of what Jesus Christ did on that cross. I'm saved eternally. I don't need to be worried about my sinfulness or anything. Uh, the moment I repent, Lord Jesus Christ is there with his blood and body and father will accept me. I'm eternally saved. So that's the first thought. Then think about the righteousness. The accuser will tell you that you are not righteous. You are sinful. Look at you. You are such a broken one. You have done that, this, etc. But then remember, it is not my sins, but the righteousness of Jesus Christ is of righteousness. Think about that. Holy Spirit will remind you about that. So that's how you keep your mindset for warfare. Then think about the gospel, which I'm going to proclaim. I'm going to proclaim. I'm going to praise and worship my father because he has done all this stuff. Then think about the truth, the belt of truth. The re these accusations are all lies. He's a father of lies and he's filling my mind with lies, saying that you are not worthy to receive all this. You are not worthy to be uh, praying because you don't, you have done that. Even if you pray, nothing is going to happen because you don't have that anointing. All these are lies. The truth is when you are in Jesus Christ, the moment you proclaim his word and come back to Jesus, he is fighting. The fight is with the Holy Spirit. I'm not fighting. It's not based on my authority or my worthiness. My Holy Spirit is going to fight. So that's our righteousness. That's the truth. Um, then we take the faith as a shield. To when we, By faith only we can bring all this stuff into our mind. And then have faith in the scriptures. Have faith that Jesus Christ, just like in the Red Sea crossing, two things will happen. The angel of Lord, Jesus Christ, will come and stand between you and the enemies. Then the Holy Spirit, the cloud will come down. So invite them and then use the word of God, the blood of Lord Jesus Christ and all the weapons. And then by, how do you fight? By the word of God. You have to give the word of God to whom? To Holy Spirit. So the, you have, we have Holy Spirit inside us, but you need to know what to speak. We will speak by the blood of Lord Jesus Christ. I'm declaring that this stronghold of anger, this stronghold in the, in the past, the accuser is reminding that it's done. Uh, my depression, my unforgiveness. I'm declaring that it has been done with. It's been demolished by the blood of Lord Jesus Christ. When we say the blood of Lord Jesus Christ, we should understand when we say that it's not that particular word or sentence. The blood which came out from the body of Lord Jesus Christ pouring through my head, going through my inner being according to Hebrews 4.17, 4.12. It can penetrate through entire body, mind, soul, spirit and cleanse so that that's why you are being destroyed. You don't have any more authority in my mind. Just for unforgiveness, you don't have any more authority in my mind. So declare like that and continue. So let's worship. Do it if you can. I mean, it's better to say it out loud. You will hear, your senses will hear. It will hit the brain back. And also it's more like a recognition, like we are claiming in the name of word. It has to come out. And when you... One more spiritual secret I will tell you. Do you know what? There are two types of uh, word of God. One is logos. What's the other one? Rema. What's Rema. the difference between logos and Rema? Logos and Rema. It's okay. There's no wrong answers. Logos and Rema. 
there are two different interpretations or two different aspects of the word of god logos means written word of god like when you have in the bible right when you read from the bible it's a logos which means the word of god is written in there word of god is powerful right yes yeah but do you know uh doesn't satan know all in their bible yes yes even he used the same scriptures to tempt jesus in the wilderness yeah. right so why can't jesus satan use one of these promises he knows better than us he is a spiritual being i mean he doesn't have a problem of faith he knows god right directly why can't he use this word of god for us can he just say in the name of jesus multiply and it will happen right why is he not that's a scripture that's a word of god why is the word of god not powerful then because he's not saying hmm? because his mind is very i mean his mind is evil right so he's when he evil how can he tell the word of god Mm. we can anyone can say the word of god right there are many fake preachers out there preaching it's because the faith he doesn't have it's his faith is not there he's just using the word of god but the faith is not there he doesn't have faith in god he's against him so why should his word matter i think the holy spirit again back to the yeah holy spirit holy spirit is a king the presence right. of the holy spirit the word of god is powerful in the mouth of god so if we speak there's a little effect we are in a fallen creation nature so always remember the word of god word of god gets the power when the logos is converted to rema the logos which is written in the bible will have power when it becomes rema how can we make it rema the holy spirit is manifest by speaking the holy spirit himself rema means spoken word the written word by holy spirit spoken word by holy spirit logos is a written word by holy spirit in throughout the bible it becomes spoken word of holy spirit when holy spirit speaks so <laughs> how can holy spirit speak in this day and age through the believers through the ones who allow holy spirit to speak in their body who will give their mouth and their book to holy spirit now you see how brother raji when he speaks it has a different effect than when we speak who is speaking not brother holy raji spirit. holy spirit because in his temple brother raji's spirit lives in that temple this body he has allowed the holy spirit also living in us more authority that's the only difference he said like saint paul said i am done you from the show so the more holy spirit is activated more the east is activated in our body and when we speak things will change so know that every moment when we speak when we are in this fight the word of god is the sword of the spirit not the sword of me so that's the weapon the word of god should be spoken by complete faith you should allow holy spirit when we give in complete faith by when we proclaim know that holy spirit is going to take that as rema and destroy everything so the more you are aligned with holy spirit when you speak who speaks 
Holy Spirit speaking. Because we are one in Christ. So I'm, I'm okay, 10.31. I'm already past one minute. Okay, let's close our eyes. Our Heavenly Father, we are in your presence. And at this point, thank you. We are thanking you for all the wonderful revelations you have given us through the word of God. Father, we want of the logos which is in us, which we are learning, which we are reading, we are listening from the preachers. We want that to be completely converted into Rema by the East, by the Holy Spirit and all the kingdom should build inside us. Every one of us, we are going to worship. Can you worship and praise people? People of God, worship and praise our creator, Father, I'm asking you, Father, that you stretch out your hand and bless all of us in this warfare. May God bless every single one and may the Holy Spirit inside us surrender, surrender your life to Holy Spirit at this moment. Tell Holy Spirit that I am surrendering my life to you, Holy Spirit. Use it as you wish. I'm surrendering my eyes to you, Holy Spirit. I'm surrendering my hands to you, Holy Spirit. I'm surrendering my mouth to you, Holy Spirit. I'm surrendering my entire being, my thoughts, my brain, my organs, my every move in this world, I'm surrendering to you, Holy Spirit. Make me a Rema. Make me a Rema, Father. That wherever I go, even before I speak, the even the shadow of me will bring the kingdom assignment into fruition. A kingdom manifestation will come in whenever we move. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, we are declaring the warfare starts today. We are declaring the kingdom of darkness is already destroyed when you hungry to claim it. We are rejecting all the lies. We are not sick. We are healed when Jesus died on that cross. So we are claiming that we are healed in his stripes. When you, Father, when you, Jesus Christ, took that beating, and when you endured that pain, every pain we are having right now was destroyed at that point. So we are no longer believing that we are uh, sick people. We are no longer believing the medical records we have. Yes, it is a symptom, but it is manifested here. But we are declaring right now by the blood of Lord Jesus Christ, I'm pouring out the blood of Lord Jesus Christ to every one of us right now. And then the diseases have to live. Every sickness has to live. New skin has to grow. New kidneys has to come. New bones has to come. New reproductory organs has to come. Everything. We are declaring a creative miracle right now. All the frozen shoulders, all the spine. We are bringing down new spine, new discs. We are new. Everything is new, Father. We don't want to repair anything. We are declaring everything is being renewed and we are new creation in Christ. Every Satan's stronghold has been destroyed. Spirit of infirmity, spirit of death, spirit of sickness, spirit of addiction, spirit of unforgiveness. All of you, every other unholy spirit, every other unclean spirit, we are speaking, we are facing you, the kingdom of darkness and the declare. You no longer have any authority. You no longer have any or hold in my body, mind, or my life. We are declaring complete victory in the name of Lord Jesus Christ. Let we be healed by the precious blood of Lord Jesus Christ. We are declaring that this week, all throughout the night, we will be we will be visited by the kingdom of God and miraculous things will happen in this week. Let every brain, every brain, I speak unto your brain, all those memories, all those bad memories, I'm wiping it out. All those 
dopamine addictions i'm wiping it out in the name of lord jesus christ i bless everyone by the authority of lord jesus christ that they will be fruitful they will see the kingdom manifesting in their family in their life in their job in their every sphere of life let kingdom be open let the heavens be open upon i say 2022 claim for every one of us the mighty and wonderful name of lord jesus christ amen Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, brother. Thank you, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good